0: On today's pod, we slide back in time to check out Arcade Royalty with the Crazy Metal Slug franchise. So climb in your tank, grab your rocket launcher, and enjoy our dive into a Neo Geo classic.
1: Welcome to Arcade Attack.
2: (laughs) A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Panic Boom!
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. We've got another Arcade Attack podcast where today we're going to be addressing true arcade royalty. <laughs> Heard more on that in a second. Me? But. Hello. No. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> you see, it's normally Adrian interrupting me, but Dylan's done it first this time. But first, I'm going to tell you who I'm here with, and Dylan's already introduced Hi. himself, but we have the Dillmeister. Say hello. Hello, everyone. We have the the ediest of Adrians. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, mate? And we've got the keefiest of Keefs.
1: Heavy machine gun. Yes!
0: <laughs> Welcome, chaps. How are we? Not bad, good, not bad is that no, it I'm great i 'm going to get some get the excitement going up in here <laughs> today, so I mentioned arcade royalty, yeah, um, and i don 't say that lightly that 's going to be on the menu today for today 's podcast i wasn 't lying all right we 're going to take uh, a, a plunge into the depths of an s n k arcade heavyweight, yeah, a game synonymous with fast action, addictive gameplay. Uh, a raft of weird and wonderful enemies, and a hardcore run-and-gun setting. Yeah, sounds pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. Today, chaps, we're going to talk about none other than the epic metal slug. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about that? Oh, right. It's better than the wooden snail. <laughs> wooden snail. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been cooking I was looking at, at him at waiting Aluminium here. crab. <laughs> <laughs> so, fellas... Regale me with your extensive Metal Slug experience, this is where they all <laughs> smile very nervously. <laughs> so, I think I'll start with Adrian, because I know that um, you and uh, your, your your son Tate have been thrashing through some of the, uh, the titles recently, so it's pretty fresh, right? Uh, so, uh, wh- what's yeah, your experience of Metal Slug?
3: Well, it's on the retro pie, luckily for me, so... Um I think it's got metal slugs one to five and and X. And X. So okay. Tate was like, oh that's number ten. I'm like well, maybe. I'm getting I'm a bit confused. I'm sure you'll fill us in later. Mm-hmm. But over the last few weeks me and Tate have been what do we complete? We, we first played Metal Slug one, smashed it out. Then we played Metal Slug five.
0: One complete. and then five.
3: One and then Controversial. five. Controversial. Then ten, or X, and then uh four okay x isn't actually 10 but yeah cool and we'll, we'll come back to we that we, well, i have played metal slug 3 in the past and i've got a view about metal slug 3 but we didn't play that recently played that a few months ago metal slug 2 i don't think i've ever played metal slug 2 randomly so metal slug 2 is the only one i haven't properly played interesting but i really enjoy it and yeah that's my my gaming history
0: oh nice so you played you played most of the titles then yeah so that's cool so you've got a nice little window into the into the world Keith,
1: what you played? I can't remember when I first played it, you know. I've been racking my brain. I can't, I don't know if I did actually play it in the arcade back when it came out. Or whether, like, hey, I only really played, I've only played it on MAME in recent years. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I've played, I've played all of them. But mostly the first three, I think, are the ones I've got the most experience with. Um, And I've played it on the Saturn as well, um, with the round Cart. It's not quite as good as the arcade version, but still pretty <laughs> is awesome. Is anything
0: as good as the arcade no? version?
1: No, um, but yeah, great games. Love them. Um, and it is one, yeah. I go When I'm looking down the old mame list, if I can't find anything to play, that You loving. always go back to it, don't you? Yeah. Excellent
2: uh dylan do oh. my stuff the first time i played it was when keith got his retro pie oh <laughs> <laughs> so not at the arcade either mm-hmm. i missed it obviously i never never had the money to go to arcades and obviously didn't have any money to to get anything above a master <laughs> system so yeah i've only decided enjoying it in recent years but
0: it's an interesting one for 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 various different reasons because you're probably not alone in terms of not playing it in the arcade maybe and certainly not having like the home system and etc etc and there's a few reasons for that and we'll come on to that a bit later on but we obviously we've got to get some meat on those bones yeah where did it come from what Mm. is it you know why is it so weird and wacky and different and crazy and why does it keep coming you know getting us to come back time Mm. after Mm. time so we've got to jump in whatever time machine you want to use I think on a previous podcast you used the DeLorean we could get in the we TARDIS
3: only, we only use that for year of gaming no, oh, <laughs> okay. it can only be used a few times a so, year so James. the TARDIS
0: or the, the time stone or whatever it is we're going <laughs> to use the Stone us <laughs> oh Jesus
3: stone.
0: this this is going to haunt us forever now isn't it this thing this and Blooming Game Pass with Dylan is going to forever haunt us <laughs> so this time we've got to go all the way back to 1974 no yeah. yes check your notes James. no <laughs> <can't be> <laughs> i'm checking my notes and it says here 1974 <laughs> and i'll tell you for why um there was a new video game uh, video game company uh, founded called ipm uh, and they were an arcade uh, cabinet manufacturer okay 1974 they very soon became irem okay
2: IRAM. I-rem. I-rem. Yes. yes. We spoke yes. about i IRAM. Ninja Baseball Batman,
1: baby. R Type. An And R Type. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, Ninja Baseball Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: an R R-ty- an Type, yeah. That's
0: a small game. Um, they were known as then, they were known as then, uh, International Rental Electronics Machines. Okay. So that's what it's. stands Which obviously for. fits with, you know, the whole arcade cabinet thing. Uh, so titles from IRAM include, we've obviously said a couple there, but Kung Fu Master. Mm hmm. Classic, Mm -hmm. potentially the first what? Scrolling beat-em-up. Potentially the side, you know, one of the, probably argued as the first Mm -hmm. side to to beat-em-up. Load runner. Uh, and the R type really series, yeah? really. R-Type series. Yeah, R-Type series. Massively, massively successful. I know, Aid, you love that one, don't you? You love a bit of R-Type. Mate. You just love it. <laughs> Maybe we should do a pod on it one day. I
3: just remember playing it on it, the Spectrum, and I was like, what is this? This is like the best... It was the first best game I've ever
0: seen in my life, if it, that makes it, sense. It looks so good, and it looks so good back then. It still plays so well now, so uh, I don't blame you. Um, but yeah, that was that was during the 80s. But when as they progressed through the 80s, they changed their name uh, to Innovations in recreational electronic media oh okay so Kept letters the are the same team. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know so plaudits it to those guys because nice. they weren't renting anymore obviously <laughs> so there we go as they as i moved into the 90s they actually saw a splinter of developers peeling off and create their own games outside of the main studio uh, these include games called cosmic cop do you know what cosmic cop is sounds like a
3: universal <laughs> soldier rip <report>. on
0: <laughs> it does it's actually a game from the r-type universe It's actually very, very similar to, it's a, it's sort of a a pre R type game. Wow. I thought that would
2: be like A type or B type type. or C type. He's here all week, unfortunately.
0: Um, And another one called Undercover Cops.
2: No? No.
0: Excellent. Meanwhile, uh IREM moving through the early 90s was facing some serious financial issues. They had some uh, problems at the top. They didn't have enough money to make games, um, but they had to still obviously push them out to save face. So, after releasing a game uh, in 1991 called Gun Force, nope and I'll come on to that <laughs> Gun Force is very important mm. um, the future was, was obviously very uncertain ironically Gun Force paved the way in a strange sense for what followed because it's a run and gun side scrolling shooter uh, with hand drawn sprites uh, backdrops much like the metal slugs we know and love yeah so we'll find out a bit more about that in a minute because that's actually a really important point so back to the devs that had been working on the side projects they kind of realised at this point that they were on to something yeah because they were making a, a success of this couple this with the fact that they become pretty frustrated because IRM were moving at a really slow pace they weren't releasing stuff as quickly as they should and they weren't developing things as fast as they should
3: I remember when they were much
0: quicker oh, yeah he is again he's here for the dad jokes (laughs) so they actually they put their foot down and they went they went stuff this we're going to go make our own company so they did they formed their own company anyone want to hazard a guess as to what this company was called SNK no oh no this is where it gets interesting okay company was called Nazca no Sounds like a racing car competition. It is Nazca, indeed. Um, and they uh, they decided they would create and develop games for the Neo Geo MVS arcade system. And their very first title was, and you guys have a review of this. What? We have a review of this. I say. What's I've done
2: it. Have I? Have I done it? What is it? What Neo Geo games? Know. Neo Turf
0: Master. Oh, what a game! Ah, there you go. Oh, that's Dino a loves a great it. game.
3: Dino
2: loves it. Is great it. games.
0: Great golf. Games. It's our, one of our first YouTube reviews. Yes. So feel free to check our YouTube channel out. And that was um, that was essentially uh, Nazca, ah. this kind of splinter of, of developers that had kind of moved away from Irem, and, and formed their own new company uh, in 1994. So, yeah, and they decided um, enough was enough. They were going to start creating their own games. And, um, yeah, by all accounts, I'm pretty sure Neo Turf Masters was a, was a, you know, quite a good game. Mm. So, not played it myself, but I've, I hear there's a lot of love for it. So, 1994 was actually a crucial year um, in regards to what happened next. Not only did Irem officially close down okay because they just didn't have the gumption to carry on but the newly formed nazca um essentially plowed on with a new production list um and created the sequel to gun force which had a really imaginative title it was called gun Gun force Force 2 2. it was called gun force 2 yes (laughs) absolutely right um now have any of you guys seen played heard of gun force 2 Nope. Was no. it released on the Amiga? Am I talking rubbish? No, oh, it wasn't. I'm talking rubbish. Um, this is where we can, you know, really look at how Metal Slug kind of came about, as it's a direct result of the Gunforce games that it was born. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's interesting because if, if you know, we we know the Metal Slug graphics, the gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's all hard hitting. It's it's funny. It's all this sort of thing, which we'll come on to in a bit. But. If you look at the Gunforce games, you can clearly tell that's where Metal Slug came no. from. Yeah, so it's it's a bit of homework for you guys to do. Go and see if you can find um, Gunforce on you know your retro pies or online. Yeah. Have look on YouTube videos and stuff. It's another great looking game. But yeah, I'll um, I'll I kind of tell you what what um, what happened. Yeah, it's worth it's it's worth mentioning as a footnote that after Irem closed down in '94, um, they actually came back in '96. Um, just doing home console games, um, but the vast majority of them were reworkings of um, R-type games. There were mm. some other titles in there, lesser-known Disaster Report, Raw Danger, etc. Cool et cetera. names, yeah, well, good names. But sadly, they didn't have any of the backing or the advertising mm. or anything like that, so they couldn't really sort of be contenders anymore. Um, and they kind of just updated the R-type games, um, so they, they they ran out of steam uh, once again and closed down, I think, for good. Uh, in 2011, so um, an interesting little journey there. But um, they they were a bit slow on the uptake with a lot of their games. Early days they were good, but they ran out of steam. So, are we happy that we've had a, enough of a little bit of a history lesson about the companies? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So far, um, who, who owns the R-Type brand now? Of interested, you know. Don't know. Actually, that's interesting.
3: I
2: know there's been. We should buy the rights. There's <laughs> been some probably newer... some random because yeah, of obviously the been... evercade of. Oh. Done an IRM cart now? Have they? Or, they have. Up? Yeah, or maybe they maybe Antstream have got loads of IRM stuff. So someone must, mm. someone known to those guys must have
0: it. Yeah, I don't know who actually owns it, but I do know that there's there's iterations of those of our type still going mm. on. So because they've done a lot of stuff with mobile as well. Arcade Attack type the video game. That would be a bad video. Game. I'd love to say these jokes are getting better. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we need to know who was the driving force behind Metal Slug, like why did it come about? Yeah, because we've we've got the Gunforce games and you think, okay, well we've got these funky games and we will move on to something else. No. Yeah. If you do some searches online, you will find that the production team, designers, etc, um you of Metal Slug, you'll see a lot of them worked at, at Irem. Okay? These were the disgruntled devs who basically shot off to make Nazca. Um and they had a happy
1: sort of coming together with SNK who decided to fund
0: Nazca. Yeah. This is quite interesting yeah,
1: because I don't know if you remember when we talked about Ninja Baseball Batman. Mm. I said I, when I first saw it, I thought it was an SNK game, ah, oh. because it had that look and that feel. And this explains you are now. going to <laughs> <Yeah>. feel exactly <laughs> the same way about Metal all. Slug, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, SNK
0: were pretty much writing the checks, um, and Nazca were doing all the all the legwork. Now this was because um, SNK were true believers in the fact that the talent came from Irem um, and this, this kind of splinter of, of devs, etc., were, you know, hardworking. They, they had a vision. They wanted to pump these games out and Irem as a company never moved that fast. Mm. So, you know, it makes sense really. They were, they were picking these guys up and, uh, and writing the checks. So the project uh, was led by Takashi Nishiyama uh, who helped create what oh, do we know? I know that name. Familiar. Yeah. Oh yes. Very I know familiar. that name. Oh, or is a series I've, of games big series. Uh, well, games but more 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 a console, more a concept. Um we talked about it earlier in our little pre pre-game chat. I'll help you mm. out. Here. Oh, it,
3: yeah, I don't
0: know. No, it was in fact the Neo Geo MVS arcade the MVS system, oh, arcade okay. system um, okay. and AES home console systems, yeah, yeah. 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 Um he was also the design one of the designers for Kung Fu Master Ah. Uh, he created the Fatal
2: Fury franchise. Oh, oh wow. yes. yes, and also King of Fighters. Oh, so did I mention him in the Scrolling Beat 'em Up podcast when I was going through Fatal Fury? And I think I might have done.
1: Oh, you, you did, James might have as well, in the Double Dragon. You might, might have been yeah. Kung Fu Master, so <laughs> yeah. maybe that's why it sounds really oh, familiar. Okay. <laughs> there we go well, it's ringing bells
0: it's ringing bells and he also worked on taking it back a little bit he worked on um, Irem's 1982 release Moon Patrol which was one of the first games with parallax scrolling ooh ooh so parallax
1: <laughs> <laughs> ooh ooh love
2: shadow of the beast, love beast. again parallax. being a master system boy didn't see much parallax mm, no. in the early 90s when, when so when I finally saw some I was like hello shadow of the beast baby isn't it, <laughs> shadow of the beast by baby by the time
1: I saw parallax I was already a man <laughs> during the war
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so some say he was uh, fairly qualified to deliver a market busting heavy <laughs> impact shooter to the masses, right? Yeah. So he had some credentials. Yeah, he had some credentials. This that, it, this guy was huge, yeah. So the truth the truth is that the development of Metal Slug um began kind of indirectly during the creation and release of Gun Force and Gun Force Two, which was ninety one to ninety four, okay. Um, both games used a 2D style uh, scrolling shooting framework as a base and they looked to kind of rival the likes of the Contra franchise. OK, yeah, 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 yeah. in terms of being super fast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fast paced action, difficulty level as well. Yeah. yeah. P- pretty difficult as well. Um Both games uh, were developed and released by IREM on arcade cabinets using their own IREM M92 system. Mm-hmm. OK, so this was pre Neo Geo. OK, Um so the development of Gun Force 2, ha- however, was um pretty shocking and oh. it was pretty troubled. And they had um, there were several departments saying they didn't have the time to finish certain graphics or sounds and apparently it's recorded as being said that the lead designers were really bad at their job. And that's in, that's wow. actually quoted. I don't know where that quote comes from, but apparently there's several people that basically were moaning that these guys were just useless. Yeah. Um, it didn't play as well as in, intended initially, and it suffered a bit of a clunky and a relatively low key release. Um, the biggest criticisms were poor AI and not very good sound. Okay. Have you, have you played them? James? You- I've, I've had a, I had a brief, go on Gun Force 2 um, but it was only on like a PC emulator, it, right. it was only a very basic mm. t- but it, it does it looks and f- kind of feels like Metal Slug, um, but it's like a shell of, it's like a shadow it's of it's a bit of a sluggish version. oh yeah very sluggish <laughs> I haven't employed you have I to do the blooming dad jokes on this pod, <laughs> but there we go um, so yeah, it, that's probably why you haven't heard of it because it had a, it had a bit of a um, pasty release um, it, it wasn't that well known and um it it's it was clunky, to say the best. Yeah. So for all of their issues though, the Gun Force games featured elements we know, um, timed levels, streams of various enemies, soldiers, mechanized creatures, um, and obviously collecting power-ups, drive vehicles, mm. and then defeating bosses at the end of each level. All right. So the basic premise was was the same as as we, you know, we know and love. Um, and bosses would usually be, you know, these massive mechanical beasts or machines which would have weak spots, etc., cetera, et cetera, yeah? Lots and lots of games, you know, use, use that kind of mechanic. In regards to the look of the Gunforce games, um, very quirky, and they had sort of hand-drawn backdrops and sprites along with some, like, ridiculous explosion detail and stuff like that, but that's why we love it. Um, but the next move after Irem had closed... Um was for Nazca to release a new and original. Now, I use the term original very loosely, because as you know, what I'm about to say is, of course, Metal Slug is supposed to be the original game, but it borrowed an absolute shed load of stuff. from <laughs> <Yeah. in that laughs> Gun Force game. So very shortly after Gunforce 2 was released, they began working on uh, Metal Slug officially uh, to give it its proper name. Does anyone know what the full name is? No. Metal Slug. I think Super
1: Vehicle. Go on. Zero zero one. Yes! Yeah, one yes 10 AA uh, points and
2: a jacket potato for Keith uh, <laughs> Matt yeah. you've got to start stumping up for these jacket
3: potatoes I know
0: potatoes. <laughs> I, need, I need to bring like a bag of spuds Sunk- yeah, I don't think um, I've won one yet have I <laughs> no Adrian has not won a jacket potato mainly because you keep doing really bad dad jokes yeah. <laughs> they're going to be so succulent when we <laughs> yes. Ed Dylan's gonna be going to mm, go beans mm. and cheese mm. ah, I love beans and cheese on the- anyway
2: um, we digress we
0: do- indeed we do this is not about metal jacket potatoes metal slugs so th-
1: that's to his proper name <laughs> full, full metal jacket potatoes For <laughs> me! he was there James was hey, working no. my jokes don't get
3: the round of applause no, you know, do, do you remember about bonfires you used to wrap jacket potatoes in metal
0: foil didn't you, you yeah,
3: in, true and actually that kind of links in a bit to metal slug so no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't.
0: In, in the in the in the, the in the foil is metal <laughs>
2: yeah. Jesus Christ
0: (laughs) someone say tenuous
3: Uh, oh
0: my god it always I don't know how this happens it always happens where I'm like halfway through and all of a sudden Adrian goes I know what I'm going to do I'm going to completely
3: hijack your podcast no but I I don't see people doing that much anymore do you when you go to bonfires you don't see I don't
2: because <laughs> we did on Cupcap. Like you, know,
0: you, know, really. you know, Back to the Future 2 when he goes about spearing off into another timeline. Yeah, that's exactly what they <laughs> just like created another timeline. He has, he yeah. has indeed another timeline. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, so when they uh, essentially when the first version, okay, the sort of pilot version of Metal Slug was shown to management and publishers, it was actually really badly criticised. Okay. You wouldn't have thought you'd thought, hang on, they've Mm. had two games to improve on this and um but it was very short, it had a a sombre tone and it was only you could only drive um the tank with no solo character movement um so you, oh, it was literally driving the, the metal slug okay. that was it there was no other vehicles there was no solo movement um and and that was kind of how it was being played out and they said there was issues with the story it didn't really make sense etc so it was quite badly criticized um by SNK bosses at um, when they did a showing at SNK's Osaka location in 1995 um, so it basically got panned and they were like, um, we've paid all this money and, mm. um, you've given us this thing mm. and we don't really like it. So what they did was they, they kind of did a, a Sonic movie type moment. Yeah. They took the feedback on board and they went, we're going to actually physically change mm. it a lot. Yeah. Um, and they subsequently put it Thanks. through the grinder, essentially. They produced the, the, the Metal Slug arcade <laughs> game that we know today. Thankfully, we don't know the first. Iteration of it because it just was poorer than the Gunforce games, but the sound of it. Mm. So some of the biggest differences from Gunforce games um, and the original uh, iteration of of uh, Metal Slug, the polished version, was that the POWs. So you know the little the little POW sprites yeah, that you yeah. get, prisoners of war, um, were now bearded, starving old men uh, who rewarded you for rescue. So originally in Gunforce they were like um, shrinking violets, they were damsels in distress, women. Oh, okay. Women. So I guess they they felt they just couldn't stretch the closet sex them any further really so um, weapon upgrades more of them more varied as well um, and they were found a lot more frequently throughout the map vehicles ranged massively from small armoured tanks to mech type exoskeleton suits and submarines okay all very cool all hand drawn and mm. just look great But what it boils down to in the end was essentially two things. So Nazca had funding and direction from um, experienced names in all the departments from SNK, which is obviously a a huge plus for them. Um, And they already had, they knew the market and they had multiple top selling titles in play, which some of which we've already talked about. Um, But because the first iteration of Metal Slug was heavily vetted by SNK bosses and it was given a massive overhaul, um, the end result was obviously a lot more Mm -hmm. market ready. Yeah, um, which is interesting because had we seen the other one, would we even be talking about Mm. it now? Mm. Definitely not. Yeah, because it just would have gone into the kind of subpar, not very good arcade game type bargain bin. Yeah. Um, so on the 18th and 19th of April 1996, Metal Slug was released in North America and Japan. So literally a day after one another on the Neo Geo MVS and the AES home consoles. Um, was it a success? so that was that was the thing we'll come back to this but what's your initial what's your initial kind of knee-jerk reaction when I ask you was it a success when
2: it was released I don't think anyone would have known about it maybe it wasn't initially
3: yeah, it's a brand new name and it, you know let's be you know it wasn't a sequel or anything I
0: don't know plus, it's a tricky one isn't it because mm. they had two games there that were you know the kind of Prerequisites and, and and predecessors, and they had enough time to develop it, and it was SNK funded. And ugh, it's a tricky mar- one. It's about marketing there. Was it marketed well? Well, this is this is the thing. But I mean, you, you, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you you just assume knee jerk is oh, well, it's Metal Slug.
1: Must have been. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah.
0: but you know, it had a, there was a lot of turmoil leading up to actually creating the game, change of companies, funding, and all sorts yeah. of stuff. So, um, and you know, having done the, the sort of research on this, I had no. I, I thought it was an SNK game. Yeah. It's not yeah, it's a Nazca yeah. game. Yeah. It's actually because SNK and Nazca were two separate, separate entities. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure everybody or not everybody, but I, I would imagine a, a majority of people listening would think it's yeah. SNK because they plastered their name all over the cabinets, you know? <laughs> well, so there we go. Um, so a bit of a roller coaster of production and maybe not as. Not as an organic creation, as maybe we first thought, mm. yeah? Because it was a love child of the two Gun Force games. Um, they are worth tracking down, and, and play if you can find them, even on emulators and stuff like that, just to see, like, a clunky version of Metal, uh, Metal oh, Slug. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So... There's that kind of brings us up to the to, to the release. Um we'll talk about kind of how successful it was. But does anyone know the basic kind of story because we haven't sort of said anything about what this what this is. Are the living out bit? of
2: everything?
3: Is it? Yes, yeah, is it a <laughs> nondescript war you're fighting? I don't think they've ever they never actually said exactly what war you're fighting. Is that true or am I talking rubbish?
0: It it is a war essentially. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It is a it's a sort of a campaign. Yeah. yeah. Um but but do, do we know who it's against, what it's for, why they
1: did it? i've honestly never thought that hard about it no
0: <laughs> just
1: blow the living hell and, and, and kill the bad guys it's
0: quite it's quite interesting when you know the story because when you look at some of the bosses yeah. and then some of the characters that pop up like in between well, all the scenes and stuff
1: there
3: is a character and i'm gonna say it looks a little bit like saddam hussein yeah i don't know if like, like like that that, it's in in on, on
2: the gulf war
0: the first one isn't is it so well i'll tell you so Actually, for an arcade game, the story is quite re- well relatively beefy. Okay, okay? which you would think for a run and gun shooter, you'd think mm. we don't really need a beefy storyline. Be it like, kind of makes of sense. the
3: Walker Pod? That story went. Up from-
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is quite brief compared to that, but it's it does have some interesting elements in it. So the year is twenty twenty eight. Now that's hitting too close to home because we're six is this years. Walker
2: out- again. <laughs> we're, <no. laughs>
0: we're sitting. We're sitting only six years away from, from that when oh, this no. recorded. So, um, and um, we have General Donald. Morden, Adrian was thinking I was going to say Trump. <laughs> um, no. General Donald Morden, um, and he essentially goes rogue and he amasses a, fo- a force to overthrow the regular army. All right. He wants to install a new world order, Ooh. like all crazy guys do. Yeah. Um, as it happened, he managed to defeat all but a small pocket of the regular army who were taken by surprise. Yeah. So they didn't know what was coming to him. So the regular army soldiers, um, that were the left, they did a plan, they did plan a comeback by converting their metal slug tank prototypes into combat-ready status. Um, but once again, General Morden and his forces, they learned about it, they crushed it, um, and they essentially scattered the vehicles across several locations, um, which is why in a lot of the games you find them in all sorts of parts of levels and stuff like that. So it's completely, pretty much completely random. Um, but you've got two people who essentially were prepared to step up, yeah, do we know the names of any of the characters? Oh, I've just been playing it so recently, I always forget the names. So, First Lieutenant Marco Rossi. Marco? Marco Rossi. Marco Rossi. <laughs> and Second Lieutenant Tama Roving of the Peregrine Falcons special ops unit. So, they take action. They basically rally up a load of um, regular army troops. And they say, right, let's go. We're gonna we're gonna do some commando tactics and guerrilla tactics, Um, and they take on the um, the rebellion and neutralise it, or 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 sought to neutralise the leader General Morden. The secondary objective is to basically make sure they collect the metal slug tanks and the vehicles, yeah, because they don't want them destroyed. But they will destroy them if they can't get them back, because they don't want the enemy using them. Mm. Obviously, yeah so that's where all the chaos comes from Ah, in the game so after various campaigns the regular army defeats the rebellion so deep and and captures morden where he is jailed in a maximum security prison uh marco and Tama are heroes of course although do we think that's the last we see of general morden (laughs) no he comes Mm, back Mm? of course it's not we know that because there's been multiple sequels um so we've already thrashed through a stack of the gameplay elements when we looked at uh, development. So this section we're going to open it up a little bit, Ooh. yeah, because I know everyone's played it, mm. yeah, and everyone's probably got different views on it, and they've played different levels, different parts, different all this sort of thing, yeah. So we know it's a two D platform running gun shooter where you need to defeat a constant stream of enemies um, and bosses, okay? You use power-ups, weapon upgrades, vehicles, etc. So there are so many enjoyable, fun, and crazy elements of the game. I wanted to kind of reminisce with you guys about like the best parts of it yeah because we've we've not really talked about that just yet so we'll have a look at the sequels to the first game um that it spawned in a little while um but there's two sort of parts that i wanted to share and then i'll kind of throw it open to you guys but that, that i absolutely love about it so the the one that springs to mind um is one of the bosses and you've probably seen this because you played number three right it's it's this giant like mutated rocket launcher hermit crab yeah, yeah? i don't know yeah. what they were smoking <laughs> right? when they thought this thing up this this is it looks horrendous you literally running along this little pier right and you've got these pow's going thank you and they just get (laughs) swallowed up by this thing and it's this it's like this giant hermit crab with this array of rocket (laughs) launchers back brilliant i mean what you know i
3: love it the bosses are great aren't they in all all the games
0: i know i mean that that one in particular Mm. sticks in mind but that just kind of like sets the tone because that's like the first boss in number 3 and it's it's just mental i mean you, you you basically go what the hell is that and then you just start laughing you know because it's just it's just a comedy moment and then you start smashing buttons to try and shoot it <laughs> um the second one that gets me every time is the rate of fire on some of the guns yeah like when you get the heavy machine gun oh,
3: it's so over the so top amazing
0: <clears throat> love it um and it's and the the, the voice <laughs> Machine gun. Gun. yeah. Um, but both of those just like I, I I never get tired of that sort of stuff and it's just some of it is just madly over the top but what, mm. what are some of the things I know Adrian you were mentioning about some of the characters some oh. of the enemies like what is it for you
3: I love the kind of sense of humour in it as yeah. well it doesn't it's take so itself too seriously I love the animation of the characters Gosh, even when you shoot it's beautiful
1: oh. it's yeah
3: and it's not loads of blood is there it's, no. actually the blood's mm. not really it's more water isn't it it's like which is not sort of, overly gory,
1: I don't no, think, in a weird no, way. No, it's not too gory, I don't
3: think. It's just little touches, like if you shoot a tank on top of a cliff, and I'm getting merged into other metal yeah. studs now, apologies, but no, little right. things like s- tanks falling down on top of you yeah. and turning into a zombie, and when
0: you're, like, sick, and, yeah. and, and you vomit like, the blood everywhere.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely yeah. no, incredible, yeah, and the way yeah. you just walk as a zombie,
0: it's just so good. Yeah, it it it, oh. it it just looks so appealing, doesn't it? When you're controlling
1: it's, something, it's the detail. Like even in the early levels of the first game, the bits where you're kind of going along the bridges, like the arch bridges, and then you've got the boats that are sinking, oh. and it just did detail in the explosions. Considering it is just pixel art, mm. it looks so real. It's fantastic. And you've mentioned about the vomiting zombie. I can't remember which one is it. Which uh, one is it? Where you get fat? Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, I commentate. Can't <laughs> okay, it's from Number Two. <laughs> from Number Two, and he's got his belly sticking out. i <laughs> a bit. It's just, it is just a yeah. human. It's just so appealing, and I, yeah. that's one of the reasons I always come back to it as well. Yeah, you know, games aren't all about graphics, but it's a big part of it. Oh. It's just Pixel a stunning perfect. game. It's they're they're stunning so, game. they're
0: so, they're so different as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? There's, I, I can't think of much like that looks as cool and as kind yeah. of. Comical as, uh, not comical, but do you know what I mean? Like as, as, as appealing as that. It's just, yeah. Dill? Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played them as much as you guys but yeah it's just it, they're just fun you can just like they're, they're great fun mm. skip into them and it's like I love the sort of running guns. some running guns you pick up and they're a bit too yeah I was going to say what do you think versus con- like Contra games
1: like what because Contra games they're are more like, accessible though, yeah. than yeah. Contra games they're still tough Contra oh. games are a bit yeah <laughs> but they're just I don't know there's so much fun to jump into two players
3: great as well yeah playing with Sun Tate is just so fun we just We just kept doing game after game. And I was like, let's try another one. And Mm. you think you get bored of it, just literally shooting enemies, but it's just something about it.
0: Love it. Well, it's 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 because the the variation in enemies, though, isn't it? So even mm-hmm. when you have like soldiers, each soldier will have like a different weapon, or they have a shield, or yeah. they will have like a little uh, car, or they'll be jumping off on of, a parachute, or um, there's like a water level where they've got like a full frog suit on and a yes. barrel on their back. Yeah, yeah. Like. It's, the, yeah it, it's it's it it keeps. It's a game that keeps on giving, but um, it is very appealing visually and also to play as well. And it's right accessible, mm. definitely. Yeah, and I think Contra's. Maybe for a bit more of a hardcore gamer. Yeah, maybe, perhaps. Yeah, because it's mm, to pick be, it up and just play, it. and you mm. die yeah. quick on the first yeah. level. It is hard. It is really hard. So that's that's what we know of it now. But what about the the release in Japan and North America? Okay, what did they make of it there? So Metal, uh, Metal Slug had very positive reviews um, with Japanese games magazine Game Machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, listing it as the seventh most popular arcade game at the time. Wow. Now, I, j- just I mean, you know that time was pretty crowded market as it was anyway. Um, so to be the seventh, I would I take that. Nine, I a- Ninety-five? Did you say Ninety-six.
1: Ninety-six. 96.
0: So the US uh, saw it climb into the top ten highest-grossing video games of 1996, um, and there are some other accolades as well. So it appears in the 2010 book. A uh, 1001 Video Games You Must Play Before You Die. We've mentioned that a few, <laughs> few times, that title. Um, and multiple publications such as CVG and All Game uh, credited Metal Slug for its amazing hand-drawn graphics and attention to detail mm. and the multiplayer mode. Okay, just obviously opens it up so you can have multiple work players on the screen. There were some criticisms... Uh, from the likes of Electronic Gaming Monthly and GamePro, saying that the arcade version was very uh, difficult because of the one-hit death system and require, would require a lot of coins to finish. Now, I had a bit of a beef with that comment because, I'm not being funny, you don't put an arcade machine in an arcade to sort of, like, not make any money, do you? Mm-hmm. I'll, just yeah, put, you no, know, no. I'll just put a 50p Arcade P games in. are tough. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just going to put 50p in and... Um, and um, the uh, you know the the, fa- the fact that you can get all the way through to the end of it, um, and just finish it with that that's just not right. Yeah. However, what, is, what are you going to say, Adrian? Well, I know you're going to drop something in here, and it's something we've already seen. But I, it's, it's yeah. got to be
3: seen to be done. Keith will read a bit. Of, uh, out. There was a, a tweet that went, went quite—I stumbled across it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. It went and big there was kid. a review, and I, we don't—we're not very negative usually. But who's the reviewer? What's his
1: name? Uh, his name is John Brown. John Brown wrote oh a very interesting God. review
3: about Metal Slug Three. So, what I'm, was this
1: in? I, I don't know. Okay, I don't it's know. From magazine, it's from it? a magazine. It's from a magazine. Do you want to read it? Are you happy I'll, to read. I'll, this yeah, game? I'll read a couple of bits. Metal Slug Three: A misguided ramble into gaming's best forgotten past. Come join us as we consign the age of two dimensions to history's trash can. Somebody has to make a stand. Um, Ooh, John, that,
0: what side of the bed John, did he get? Out of? I was going to say John's got the ump. Clearly, <laughs> with metal
3: slug something else. Uh, yeah, it no, 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 that's
1: true, Yeah, metal slug free doesn't care whether you like it or not. Truly, it doesn't. Hence the unkempt appearance, the violent mood swings, and the constant, incessant nerve pinging. Shouting in capital letters. Is he not talking about his own relationship? Well, <laughs> this, this, this is how he signs it off. Stupid, simple, ten p in controlled burst. Too much metal slug free soon becomes tedious in the extreme. Fuck off, grandad. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I mean,
0: I mean to use the word wow. scathing.
1: Wow. He he made an interesting point though,
3: saying it's f- the forgotten past. So in a weird way, he had a point. So many people into three D game went at the time. It, well, and it, yeah, but, but I, I'm not defending him. But I actually kind of respect Mutt Stug for sticking to their guns, literally and figuratively, and sticking to. All, and they never went three D, did they? Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: No, they didn't. And, yeah. And, and I think had they done so, it would have spoiled it. Yeah. yeah big time because they, they they because it looked so you know still looks. So different, yeah. so crisp, so clean, mm-hmm. so colourful and weird. And That, that you know. sums
1: up an attitude, though, doesn't it, As we, that we've talked about before, about how people suddenly became dismissive of, of 2D games mm. like they were relics.
3: He says here, even a budget price tag can't quite excuse Metal Slug 3's many bad habits. Those in search of retro laughs should go elsewhere.
0: I just don't think he gets it.
1: Well, it clearly I, I, doesn't. I, I, no, but I don't no, think, no, I don't no, think on, he does on, on any, any level it
3: at all. <laughs> to be fair, he's got a few uppers and a few downers. He says uppers are Pre- mindless and, and impulsive, you, <laughs> charmingly basic, retro cool.
0: Very but passive, the downers
3: <laughs> is mild, <laughs> mildless and moronic, confusing in two-player and sickeningly basic. I'm sorry, Boo. John Brown, if you're listening. Do you still agree with this? Your, your personal opinions, because I don't think they're correct.
0: No, I mean, I, I know for a fact that there's a lot of people that disagree with that, but um because there's, there's a lot of love for, for Metal Slug. Well, any, any of the Metal Slug games, really. But I'm glad they stuck to their guns. I'm glad they stuck to the yeah. sort of graphics and the feel and the fact that it's crazy and comical and you get zombies that melt your face and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. But, um, you know, I'm glad they stuck with that because in an age of where everything was moving from 2D to 3D, mm. they went, no, no, you know, we're going to carry on the way we're going. And they did right up until sort of 2008, you know, with, with releases. So, and we'll come on to that in a minute. But yeah, so not fair. Not fair at all, that review, I don't think. But anyway, does um, anyone
3: agree next week's with podcast, a retro game gaming interview <laughs> with John, John Brown. Journalist John Brown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, is, is there anyone that agrees with it? That's what I would ask. We'd love to know if anyone agrees with Everyone's it. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. I mean, outside of it, hits up, talk to us on the socials. Um, so, yeah, we, we go back to, to, to talking about, you know, the criticism of, of um, Metal Slug being difficult. Well, it needs to be a challenge, right? You don't just it's put it in an arcade. Game. Exactly. You don't, you know, you, you want this thing to make some money. Um, And, you know, and, and also when a player has completed the game, that the replay value is limited. And I've put debatable
3: mm. because
0: we've already said that the game is very playable, very replayable. Mm. Um, And in some of the sequels of the game, um you can choose different paths yeah. mm, so yes you can play it more than you know more than um one way so there we go um so how was it sort of rated by the the wider community so we, we're going to first have a look at our um one of our go-to sites good old Moby games okay their users um have it at an overall of 4.5 out of 5 which is pretty highly rated um the the sort of Lower scoring end was the story and presentation, um, the sound of mu- which was four. Sound and music four point three, but then we've got at the very top we've got graphics at four point seven, and an interesting sort of little section personal slant four point nine. Now I can only assume that means how they personally feel about the game. Yeah. Um, okay. But so the the game actually essentially is almost perfect in terms of a personal like how do you find Metal Slug? You know, as a knee-jerk reaction, yeah, yeah. four point nine is pretty good. Uh, game ranking has it at eighty-four point five, so not quite as high. Metacritic uh, scores it at seven point three, so pretty solid. Yeah, not not well beaten, but pretty solid. Yeah. Um, PC users on those versions, uh, circa 75%, and releases on some of the newer systems have scores well over 80%. Um, so it's interesting to see that even with newer releases, mm. they, you know, the, the scores are still holding up quite well, which is good. And that just, that just kind of points to the fact that they've done well to stick to, mm-hmm. to their guns. You know, had they changed, I think that would have <coughs> nosedived. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also won an award for Neo Geo Game of the Year Runner Up in um. March 1997. Anyone want to have a stab at what won that
1: year? King of Fighters yes. 97.
3: <laughs> yes, it did. Um, did and they that, say the running gunner up? No, that slug. That would be good, wouldn't it? I love
0: this. I need
1: to get some <laughs> photos
0: of Dylan's face every time Adrian tells a joke. It's shocking. I love um, it.
2: This is my <laughs> approval
0: face. <This> is, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I don't love it. Um, so, yeah, that was, in again, in Electronic Gaming Monthly, and it lost out, of course, to King of Fighters 97. So... <laughs> Um, we're going to have a look at. I mean, sales—the contentious point of sales. Now, as I've said before, and I've discussed this with you, Keith, on mm. a, on a number of occasions, they're extremely hard to find sales numbers, actual yeah. sales numbers for any kind of <laughs> overall market. Yeah. yeah, but it, it's really some of them advertise them very freely. Some of them you literally cannot find anywhere. Yeah. There's a couple of sites I found which kind of had a rough European sales type thing, and I thought. That's not really giving us a, you know, an in depth kind of indication. So I'm not going to kind of feed you guys just, you know, false numbers. So we don't really have, um, actual sort of readily available sales numbers, um, that I could find. If anyone else does get them, you know, hit us up and let us know what, what they sold in terms of arcade boards and, and, and on the, um, home console. That said, I do have some uh, quite interesting and somewhat jaw dropping numbers for you though. So retail prices. Okay. At the time in North America for Neo Geo games. Yeah. And we mentioned, we had a little pre, pre game yeah. chat. Um, and we, we talked about this. So standard pricing. Okay. For Neo Geo AES games came in at between two to $400 per game, per mm. game. You heard that right. And some actually going for higher than that. Um, with the most expensive title viewpoint for the Neo Geo home console, going for nearly $800. Wow. Um, I don't know about you guys, but that is just um, bananas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. $800 for a a game. And that was retail price at the time. Yeah. Yeah. 1996, 97-ish. Yeah. So today... Does anyone know anyone with? Well, I know, I know someone with a Neo Geo. Definitely not selling I don't yeah. anyone yeah? that rich. Um, <clears throat> Neo Geo titles are not only hard to find, but you essentially need a small mortgage to get a yeah. collection together. Yeah, so I'll give you an idea. So games now go from the low hundreds of dollars um, up to the likes of sixteen hundred for Super Dodgeball, uh, four thousand four hundred for Pole Star, and a whopping nine grand for world heroes perfect for wow. the neo geo so if you want to have a look at those yes. um i mean there's no doubt there are other examples of big price tag games and obviously we come onto this thing about grading and mm. you, let's not get started on that because that's the way it's probably going to go but these are just um private sale yeah um i mean imagine mm. spending nine you've really got to want to complete a collection for that haven't you yeah nine grand yeah. for that <laughs> um you can pick up some other titles that were more freely available um, and you can get them for like a few hundred but still, that's not I really wondered, I
1: wonder what SNK's business model was, back then I don't know. Was, it, was the plan just to make money in the well, arcades? This is, this yeah. Is, yeah. The, the, the sales figures for the console and the games must have been so small. Yeah. They, did, they did
0: well in the arcades. Um, but, yeah, the, the home market was short-lived. It, oh, yeah. it, it spiked for a bit. But the, the, the number one that I could find anyway, the opinion on the, the one reason why um, the AES failed was too expensive. Yeah. That was it. It wasn't anything else. It wasn't development. It wasn't how it looked.
1: It was too much money, mm. and, and most people just couldn't afford it. Well, no, most people. So, I think yeah. any gamer back then went, and now would love to own one. Oh yeah, just a doubt. it. Was just a not. I remember watching of- Game
3: Games World on, on yeah. Sky One, and they often showed Neo Geo games I was like, "Oh my words, yeah. look at this King, of, King of Fighters and stuff." Yeah, and, like this is crazy.
0: I just, I just remember Neo Geo being like, I mean, "There was I had a, I had a friend." Um Who he, he he had a mate or something who who worked for uh, he used to work in an arcade and fix the machines etc. Mm. and literally the Neo Geo name was like when someone said it it was almost like a godly kind of oh, yeah. arcade yeah. level and you were like oh it's on the Neo Geo and I was like Whoa. <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah. you almost got that kind of oh it's a Neo Geo game yep. like because it looked it it just looked like something far more superior mm. than what was around at the time so but you know they went for the luxury luxury market and. Basically, priced themselves out. So there we go. So we should all be experts on Metal Slug now, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not, um, but what about the rest of the franchise? Because we we talked about some of the other games that we've played. So we it be it's only right to, to kind of talk about them. Yeah, total of seven games in the core series. Okay, mm. uh, which were produced between ninety six and two thousand and eight. Um, with versions of those originals being uh, released for almost every single gaming platform you can imagine. Okay, along the way. Uh, the Neo Geo versions span 1 to 5. Right. Number 6 was on the PS2, and the Atomis Wave boards, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you don't know Atomis Wave board, it was a sort of a custom gaming board that was based around the Dreamcast. Um, have a look at it. It looks a bit strange. Orange, isn't it, I think? Uh, yes. Orange, yeah. sort of cartridge plug-in type thing um <clears throat> custom i've got down here custom arcade board based on the Dreamcast. yeah, yeah? um and only number seven uh, number seven was only released on the ds that's mad
1: so a bit of a weird it's kind of James should only release it on the ds yeah a bit of a, i mean
0: i can understand obviously at the time because like when the ds was at its height it was everybody excellent. in his Dog had a DS, you know. It was it was massive, wasn't it? Mm. Um, or so e- even a Nintendo, which you know, <laughs> you get
2: though. I need to, <laughs> you set him up for that.
0: <laughs> I did. I opened the door and he walked straight through it. <laughs> um, so adding all of the originals to remakes, spin-offs, and compilations, you actually get a total of over thirty titles mad um wow. i had it at about 23 which doesn't include like some f- later compilations and stuff like yeah. that um but yeah seven core games most people will probably um remember one to five can you explain metal slug
3: 10 then to us to us noobs <laughs> who don't understand yeah, there isn't
0: it. a metal slug 10. <laughs> it's an x yeah <laughs> uh, which was ps1 and there was an xx as well i think right um so but with, with that, there's a lot of like reworking and, um, compilation type stuff. So you'll see a lot of crossover and things like that. Like you have done with things like Mega Man series and all that other type stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's, uh, you, you've got also now you've got it evolving into Android and iOS releases as well. Um, which have been pretty regular and also very successful. Um, there's a couple of Metal Slug games, uh, on the Play Store, and they're sort of 30 million, 40 million plus downloads. Wow. Um, they've got a tower defense game. There's an original, like, Metal, uh, Slug 3, you know, standard arcade game. Um, and there's a, <laughs> yeah, Dylan will like this one. There's a Metal Gear tactics.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got tactics, mate. Got us tactics. tactics.
0: Um, so each of the original iterations of, uh, Metal Slug feature, as we've already said, I pop in graphics, crazy weapons um, and enemies, but they do differ on several fronts. So this is, I, I know you spoke about fat mode, Keith, so we'll talk <laughs> about that. But Metal Slug 3, for example, is considered mm. by many uh, as the best game yeah. in the series um, due to its increased difficulty, large array of weapons um, and even more kind of irreverent style of comedy. And so It does get yeah. completely bat poo crazy. Um, <laughs> but some other additions, so fat mode came in uh, Metal Slug 2. Ah, right. Um, so you run across, like, when you shoot multiple enemies and things like that, if you shoot a lot very quickly with a high-powered weapon, like an enemy chaser, for example, which is a rocket that just locks onto yeah. your enemies, which is just ridiculously over. The t- <laughs> These rockets are about, like, 10 feet long, yeah, yeah. aren't they? Um, and you shoot them out of a gun, which is about three feet long. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is yeah. great. But you, you pick up, uh, bananas and apples and, you know, chicken and stuff like that. And if you run over too many, you literally get fat. <laughs> you literally <laughs> just turn so into great. this enormous waddling kind of, <laughs> Blob, um, <laughs> and that's it. And after about, it's probably about a minute or so, I think. If you don't eat any yeah. more food,
3: um,
0: you then go back to, to normal. But it means you move slower, and you have this kind of like really weird blunderbuss gun, yes. like this pistol, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it only shoots like three shots at a time. And it's just re- I don't know how it's getting great. fat <laughs> means you can't. <laughs> it's like that bit in Simpsons where Homer like he tries to dial the number. Sorry, your fingers are too, <laughs> too fat to dial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can uh, number two introduce us to mummification. So if you get hit by a wandering mummy or a potion vial, you change into a sluggish moaning mummy. That is funny. Capable of only using a pistol until you find an antidote. So you have to shoot enemies. And and the thing is, because you move so slowly, obviously avoiding, you know, attacks is is difficult. And you can't jump. Um, And that happens also with um, the 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 zombies zombies, in number three as well. So you end up turning into, you know, this blood fire breathing zombie it's quite cool the moves you can do it is. But, um, it, again you move slow you shoot slow and it's just a bit of a pain in the backside um, Metal Slug 2 introduced us to the SV camel yes Yes. <laughs> which is essentially a camel in a desert level that has a Vulcan cannon strapped yes. to the back of it yes. very cool. I mean <laughs> what were they smoking <laughs> um, Metal Slug 3 introduced branching routes Okay, so the ability to choose a route to journey on which was obviously a really new um, feature uh, different enemies and vehicles along the way such as being able to use a metal submarine called the Slug Mariner uh, the, got, me, got there before nice. you <laughs> <laughs> that is actually the name not Slug a Submariner. Mariner, the Slug Mariner. Um, in a water level that we hadn't seen before other transformations, zombie and a snowman yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Well. yeah. Um, later games also had features that they introduced, like twin submachine gun wielding, monkey transformation. Yes. Um, and in number three, you can also get a monkey sidekick as well. Oh, I, wonder, I wonder what that's a nod to, perhaps. <laughs> Where did they borrow that from? You can get a little monkey sidekick. Hmm? Uh, no? Aladdin? Surely. We're not thinking Donkey Kong here? <laughs> <Not> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> um, yeah, and, and uh, you can also, in some of the later games, choose. You can have two weapon upgrades at once and choose between them. Yeah, which is quite cool. M- the most current iterations of the game can be found uh, on mobile. Metal Slug Defense uh, and a reworked version of Metal Slug 3, which actually is pretty good. I thought that because they reworked it, they might have kind of tried to make it a bit too up. To, they've kept everything pretty much original, okay. just kind of taking out bugs, and it's really good to play. To be fair, mm. um, most of the classic library is actually available on consoles and PC. So if you haven't, you know, if you haven't had a go. Definitely, definitely get mm. have a go because I think like the original game is like a few quid mm. um, on any. Yeah, of the it's pretty stores accessible now, like isn't it? So. Yeah, um, it's also part of a number of collections as well. So you might find if you've got like a classics collection, um, or you've yeah, got like an, an arcade, or you've got, got a handheld, have a look because it's probably on there. Because you, age, you said you played it on the part, on the RetroPie,
3: yeah? Which I've got unlimited credits, so that's why I like it. So right? that's, <laughs> how you, that's how you
2: completed it. <laughs> yeah, basically, um,
3: there's, there's some yep. bosses where you have to. I died about four or five, maybe ten times on, on a particular boss. I'm like, how much money would that have cost me in the arcade? It, it's
0: well, some of the some of the levels, some of the levels are actually really hard. Mm. There's parts of the levels where there's just bullets flying everywhere. Mm. I mean, and that's the, that's one of the things I was I was going to mention, which we didn't talk about. You like in a lot of those kind of classic arcade games, if you run into an enemy, you die. Yeah, mm. it Metal like you don't. So you can actually, like, walk into a soldier. It doesn't kill you from no. walking into them. And if
3: you get really close, you bring out you your a knife. Exactly. Yeah. You have a
0: knife. You have a, a combat knife situation where you can actually... Um, you can do it to bosses as well if you get close enough, if you can. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't, like like on a lot of 2D platformers, every time you hit an enemy, boop, done, finished. Obviously, Mario, I'm thinking there, but another, a load of other games as well. But um, <clears throat> So 2001, we're going to pop back to SNK went bankrupt. Oh. Actually, um, the end of the old, Yeah, that was was era. That, yeah, the, yeah. The that was the end of that era. Um, the only, of SNK, yeah. only four years after they released um, Metal Slug, mm-hmm. um, they moved uh, moving to a new company called Playmore. Playmore, yep. oh, yeah, uh, which would shortly after become SNK Playmore. Playmore. <laughs> 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 they really do sit down. I hope they're not paying anyone to come up with these <laughs> uh, these names. But they took the reins of uh, producing uh, later Metal Slug titles along with a company called the Noise Factory um and in 2016 playmore was actually dropped and they went back to being snk mm-hmm. so they are now snk but you will find i mean i've seen snk playmore thinking about it now yeah if you look at um if you play classic games and mm-hmm. the, certainly the last 20 years yeah. yeah, playmore was everywhere mm-hmm. play, there's so many places where i see Playmore. and i was like oh yeah mm-hmm. so the bottom line here is essentially if you haven't got round to playing any of the Metal Slug games, you get it on the list. Would you agree? Um, Even if they're not really your kind of thing, even if 2D sort of platformers aren't your thing, Mm. it's not a classic, Mm -hmm. not what you consider a typical 2D um, platformer. Um, but there's literally something for everyone in there. They are funny. They are weird. Don't try and question what's in the games too much. Just literally play it. Um, but, yeah, I, I I I like the games. I actually played three and completed it at an ungodly hour last night, which I shouldn't have done because, I mean, I'm tired this morning. But it was good. So, What's your favourite vehicle in the game? Because there's quite a few, isn't there? I think it's, it's got to be the sub. Yeah. The sub is hilarious because you just like or the camel I don't know the just it's just so f- like this little tin yellow <laughs> yeah. thing that's like how's that protecting you against anything
3: like, I quite like the, the jet fighter actually I mean that works, works oh, jet, really well jet 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 I use the
0: helicopter instead though oh, okay. I didn't go the jet fighter yeah, yeah. They are, and, and that's the that's the like the flying level where you get like um, guys parachuting so and good. Tri- mm-hmm. yeah it's so, so good it's so good because number three is almost all about aliens isn't it as well. yeah yeah. Free's my favourite.
3: If I I don't know if you can ask that question, but free free's my favourite, it's just I love the goofiness of it all. Yeah, yeah. they
0: as I say, the, the, the general kind of community feeling is that free plays the best. One is obviously a lot of people hold one in very high regard because it is the first metal Slug yeah. game. And I'd imagine like it just just purely for like nostalgia and history, I'd imagine there are people that like the Gun Force games as well. I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just purely, not necessarily because how they play. I think the first one plays better than the second one, mm-hmm. but it still has the hand drawn, mm-hmm. you know, backdrops, the sprites, yeah. all the weapons yeah. and stuff. So there's definitely, if you're a Metal Slug fan, you might like the Gunforce games just purely mm-hmm. because of the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of trivia before we move on to our classic back of the box.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love <laughs> right. a bit of the back of the box.
0: So a bit of trivia. So the Metal Slug tank design, um, anyone watch any anime at all? No, not really. Yeah. Okay, so the Metal stock tank design, here's a bit of trivia for you then, has a striking resemblance to the tank in the anime Dominion Tank Police. So, I haven't actually Googled this yet, so, Keith, if you want to... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Google. Dominion Tank Police, apparently the tank has a striking... Because it's not a regular kind of tank, it's like really dumpy, it's got spiky oh, yeah. tracks on it, it's very really rickety and all this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I've not... So, I've, I think I've, rings a bell, but there must it's, be anime characters. It a little that bit that like, like Advance
3: Wars as well. The, 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 so that's a really good game.
0: Uh, the, uh, the kind of tanks yes. Are similar. yes oh, it, yeah, it does. does.
3: That, that is a Metal Slug. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, defeating the alien in Metal Slug 3 without taking any damage, or if you kill him with only grenades, you get rewarded with a little tiny UFO at the top of the screen. Did we didn't there they that no no <laughs> not definitely, definitely not that's well. me, that's your, without taking damage <laughs> uh, the end of Metal Slug 2 is actually a nod to the film Independence Day um, where a character flies his aircraft into the mothership core ah, I saw that I saw that and anyone knows um, what is it uh, Randy Quaid isn't it that flies in the, yeah yeah yeah. Mr President And he just whoosh, Yeah. Boom. Yeah he done more than Will Smith in the film, didn't he, yeah, a lot more. Um so yeah, there's a few there's a few bits and pieces for you, and then of course back in the box. <gasps> back of the box. Back of the box. What year was it released in? 96? Yes. Well done. What was the predecessors to the game? Gunforce. And Gunforce 2. Yeah, they've been listening. This is amazing. (laughs) So Metal Slug is the original entry in one of the most famous action game series ever released. It was originally released by SNK in 1996. Players control Marco and Tama, who belong to the Special Forces team known as the Peregrine Falcon Squad. They fight to defeat General Donald Morden not General Donald Trump, <laughs> uh, in an effort to take back their stolen weapon known as the Metal Slug. Players can utilise various weapons and vehicles such as the Metal Slug to sway the fight in their favour. Yeah. Yeah. That sums up it. pretty well. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's, I like it. Keith's got a nice... Is well, it still said, back in the box? <laughs> no, no, it's no, not. Can you but, read the back well, of that actually, box? Actually, it's fun because <laughs> because we have here, actually, a, a Saturn um,
1: sort of repro, oh, no, repro type. It's a backup yeah. to the official copy I own at home. Yes, and,
2: um, <laughs> of course. The yeah. official copy. Uh, get back on the retro pie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, and as um, the tank definitely... I think I they think just ripped that image off from what we just saw, that anime, the, the Dominion tank police. Yeah, it just looks the same. Um But yeah, I can't read the back because, as you'd guess, it's in Japanese, so <laughs> I definitely can't read that. We'll have to learn it for next time. Um So that's kind of the, the overview of, of Metal Slug. And, and actually, the thing I was most surprised about, I thought it was just a, a kind of an original game, dreamt up, released, you know, very straightforward into yeah, arcades, yeah. and it just wasn't there were so many problems. There was like companies changing hands left, right and center, you know, and, and actually in the end, the, the fact that we had a, a, an arcade giant who basically took over and went, here's a load of money. Don't mess mm. up. Mm. You know, I think you're talented because you made these other games. Um, I, I just thinking to myself, like if he thought that they, the Gunforce games were great, they must have something about them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cause otherwise he wouldn't have done that much cash to kind of, you know, make metal slug, but it worked out mm. kind of all right in the end. So, um, and that's right up to where where we are today. Has anyone tried any of the newer mobile stuff at all? Anyone seen it? Anything nope. like that? It's, nope. it's, it's it's actually quite good. Some of the stuff is okay. actually really quite playable, very accessible, pick up and play, five minute I, type thing. Are they going to make a whole new proper Metal Slug?
3: Like Metal Slug? Eight? Is it
0: eight? I I've got nothing that kind of suggests as such, but mm. obviously SNK are kind of still around. Um, so never say never, I suppose, because you know it's, there's a lot of history there, um, and as we know. A lot of the platforms now, and we talk about this a lot. I think you know uh, Sony are doing it. um, You know Xbox have have really ramped up their back catalogue of classic games, um, and there's loads of platforms now coming out Mm. where you can revisit stuff, very accessible, very cheap. Yeah, so. Why not? Yeah. I know for a fact from an Xbox perspective that you can get, um, there's an, uh, a Metal Stug X. There's like a compilation and then three that you can get individually. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously it will differ from sy- system to system, mm-hmm. but the, even the mobile stuff is quite good. So because they've kept all the original type of elements and they've made like a tower defense game as well. So it's all good. So final thoughts from you, chaps. What are we, anything surprising in there? Anything kind of unusual? Are you going to look at it differently playing I'm, it again?
3: I am surprised they didn't go 3D and I'm pleasantly surprised because yeah. it, it it's so easy in that era in the late 90s, early 2000s to go, we've got a good IP here, but let's go FPS, let's go 3D. And I'm so happy they didn't. I know they've
2: got those weird tower defence games. A Metal Slug FPS would be pretty fun, though. It could be, actually. Yeah, Yeah, but it'd be like the graphic style. Could you make away a third person? Because, like, you'd have to... You could do an over-the-shoulder thing. You could do loads of stuff. Don't
1: tease me. Don't tease me. (laughs) 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 Don't
3: tease me. (laughs) Resident Remake Metal Slug. Why did you go 3D and FPS? Now we're angry, Now's
0: the time. Now's the time, it's okay. Metal Slug. Yeah. Wow. Would there not be too much going on, though? Yes, it will really become
3: a lot Imagine MBR, you to, you, know, you couldn't
0: up. focus on anything in particular. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would be um, yeah, that would be interesting. But yeah, guys, any any final thoughts? Do you see it different?
1: Understand it? No, a bit I mean more? obviously the story of how it came to be is an interesting one. Like you, I thought I think it would just be straightforward. Oh yeah, here's this SNK arcade game that we all know, but except it wasn't an SNK. No, game. Exactly. Well, they,
0: they they published, yeah. but um, they
1: didn't make it. But apart from that, I definitely echo the if you haven't played it play it yeah it's so, it's such you know for a run and gun it's so accessible mm. and it's just so much fun i think for one yeah. of those one of
0: those it's one of those games that doesn't fit it snugly into a box mm. it's not just your typical 2d shooter is it no so definitely um play it because it's quirky as hell and yeah. it's funny Dill, yes yes <laughs> And on that note, what a, what a inspiration to us all. Yeah. Thanks for the history lesson. But buddy. yeah. So there we go. we we found out when it was released, what it went into it and, and the fact that it was a bit of a roller coaster and stack loads of cash, but I'm glad they made it. I'm glad they stuck to their guns. Like Adrian said, um, and, um, pleasantly sort of surprised by all the other newer iterations of it as well. So if you like it, hit us up on the socials. Let us know. Tell us if you've, if you've completed any of them recently. And, um, <clears throat> that's it really chaps. So until the next time, bid you farewell.
1: Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. You can tweet us at ArcadeAttackUK. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash ArcadeAttackUK. Check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots more retro gaming goodness and to delve into our archives. Our podcasts are also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review and a rating. We'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to support Arcade Attack, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com arcadeattack, which will give you access to exclusive podcasts, interviews, and other bonus content. So, until next time, take care, and we'll speak to you soon.